everybody. First slide, please. So I got this the other day from um, Angela McConnell that uh, is a member here, and I think it pretty much says it all. Remember to be myself unless you suck. <laughs> so I'm going to try not to suck. So uh, I am not Andrea Smith. Uh, I do play her church hubby for uh, many years now. My name is Lance Armstrong. I appreciate you guys coming. She asked me to tell my story. And so over the next three and a half hours, <laughs> I'll be discussing my story. Uh, but don't worry, there's an intermission for 15 minutes when we get to my teenage years. And anybody under the age of 18 probably should leave at that point. Um, let me see. I'll try to stay on track. So if I jump all over the place, forgive me. Um, I first started... Oh, no, me back up, back up, sorry. Um, I grew up here for the most part. We moved here when I was seven, and um, I didn't really attend church that often. Um, my mom was a single mom uh, raising two kids, and she was in real estate, and she was one of the first three realtors here at Lake Norman. So she worked every weekend, so obviously uh, we didn't do a whole lot of church at that time. One thing I remember growing up is in our bathroom, and I'm sure she strategically placed this, there was a plaque. And on that plaque um, that I read a couple thousand times every time I went to the restroom, uh, it stuck in my mind. And the plaque was from Henry David Thoreau, and it's the quote that said, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it is because he hears a different drummer. Let him step to the music he hears, however measured or far away. I think that kind of speaks true to me. Uh, I feel like I've always danced to the beat of a different drummer, uh, and I guess it's okay. Two principles that I try to live by that I want to share with y'all. The first principle is smile and always be kind to others, and the other is never take yourself too seriously. <laughs> and one of the things I love about West, or many things I love about West, is you never know on any given Sunday who's going to greet you in the parking lot. And we are always kind to each other here in, in the, the, the church itself and outside the church, both locally, globally, and regionally with what we do. Next slide. <laughs> so back to, to not growing up in church. So after um, my younger years... Then we got into my teenage years, and we actually were founding members of a Lakeside Presbyterian Church there on Williamson, near Williamson's Chapel. And I attended that church for a couple years off and on, uh, and then that kind of faded away. So then I never really transitioned back into church until after Joyce and I were married, and then we had Ava. Actually, she had Ava, uh, but I was a willing participant. But uh, <laughs> we had Ava, and... Um, she was probably about a year or so old, and then we started attending Williamson's Chapel because we got her hooked up into the preschool there. So about a month or so goes by, and we're just attending church regularly, and I'm kind of digging it, and somebody approached me and said, would you be interested in serving? I had no idea what that meant or what that was, and I said, sure. So I officially became a speed bump. At Williamson's Chapel, we got these fancy yellow vests with big skid marks across the front, and uh, I was a greeter out in the parking lot. So hence began my greeting excursions that I do here. And uh, I would greet everybody coming in uh, to worship. So that was really cool. 
uh, took my first Bible study with Andrea. Don't remember the title, but um, it was about the principles of being a Christian. And things that I remember that stood out to me were uh, fasting, um, meditation, and prayer. But one of the cool things that's been with me for years is Andrea got um, a marker, and on the whiteboard, she drew an X at the bottom, drew an X at the top, and drew a straight line from the bottom to the top. And she said the X at the bottom represented us, mankind, and the X at the top represents God. The line between the two is our straight line and our straight connection to God. And all through our journey, we'll veer off and off that path, but we do have a straight line to get back to God. That has stuck with me for 15 plus years now. I wanted to dive a little deeper into my spiritual journey, but I didn't know how. I was always super intimidated by the Bible, still pretty intimidated by the Bible. But I took a class, and it was uh, Disciple One at Williamson's Chapel. Larry McGinnis taught it. He was a great teacher. And it's a really cool class. Uh, it's 34 weeks long. I mean, it is a commitment. Um, and it's a, a lot of reading, but it's a great class. It basically covers Genesis to Revelation with all the books in between. Uh, it intertwines the Old Testament and the New Testament. But it gave it to me in bite-sized chunks where I can actually understand it. It's a great class. At the end of that class, at the end of the 34 weeks, we took a uh, spiritual gifts um, test, I guess you'd say. And the results came back, and mine came back as leader slash teacher, which I knew that that had to be wrong, so we recalculated, but that's how it came back. Because uh, I always consider myself as a follower and a doer, not a leader and a teacher. So I quickly dismissed that idea, but God has a funny way of uh, putting a nudge to you, and about a month or so goes by, and I talk with Joycelyn and say, I really want to teach a class. I have no idea what to teach or how to teach, but I want to teach a class. I'm super intimidated by the Bible, but uh, I'm going to teach a class. And she said, why don't you get somebody that's friends with you to help co-lead that class? Um, so I asked Sandy Tabor Gray from Williamson's Chapel to help co-lead it with me. And she and I taught Disciple 1, Disciple 2, Disciple 3, Jesus and the Gospels, and a bunch of other classes in between over the next several years. Now that led into what is now the not-so-small small group that we meet Tuesday night, 7 p.m. at my house. Hit me up after the service. If you'd like more information, come join us. Um, still wanted to... Um, dive a little deeper into what my calling would be or my spiritual journey. So then I want to show you, oh, we're going to um, the scripture. The scripture that we're gonna read today is from the book of the King of Pop, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it reads, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. So how many of y'all were singing that in your head as I read it? I know I was, you know. Anyway, it's a great quote. So to me, it kind of sums it all up. It's if we ever want to make a change in our, in, in our world, we have to start with ourselves. So that's kind of sums up where hopefully I want things to be in my life. Um, I want to give you a little journey on where 
I felt my next little God nudge. We were at Williamson's Chapel, and um, they just got back in, from a Jamaica trip, and they were given their testimony about their trip and how it touched their lives and this and that. So anyway, I looked at Joyce and I said, I want to go on a mission trip. Never been on a mission trip. Didn't even know what it was like. Um, side note, if you've never been on a mission trip, I totally encourage you to go. It, it really keeps, kept me in line and keeps me in line back to that analogy that Andrea gave me. Uh, locally, regionally, globally, go on a mission trip. It'll change your life. Anyway, so I wanted to go on a mission trip, and this is right after uh, Hurricane Katrina. So Andrea and I and a bunch of us went on many trips, but I went on one trip there to Pascagoula, Mississippi, right after Katrina. And you're talking about a, a way of getting you back in line. Here's, here I'm hard at work, as you can tell. Uh, this is actually Wilmington. but um, And a humbling experience of seeing 40, 50-foot trees with entire docks and boats and cars in them and demolished uh, towns. The whole towns were just demolished. So that was my first mission trip, which, which was an, a, a challenging but great mission trip. Then I went to Mandeville, Jamaica, which we went for many years. I think I went six years in a row, and we worked at the Deaf Village in Mandeville, Jamaica, building a youth hostel, or youth, um, um, what was it? Youth Center, thank you, Youth Center. And on the last trip, I actually led the group of 44 of us, and we all came back in one piece, so that was a good thing. Then came Africa, and Africa changed absolutely everything for me. Um, when we landed in Africa and we got to meet Jeffrey and uh, the people that worked at Acres of Hope, see, this is before Acres of Hope was even built, so we're, we're literally walking on hallowed ground and praying over this ground, hoping that it's going to become something. There's me and one of my selfies with Jeffrey and Becky. Um, so on that trip, I knew within the first day something special was happening and going to happen. The, the love of the people there, the smile on their faces, how they didn't seem to take themselves too seriously, I knew right away these were my kind of people. The next year... Well, actually, no, we get home from that trip, and I, I tell the small group, I say, look, there's a bunch of kids that are not sponsored. They need to be sponsored. We need to try to help these people out. And I'm going, how do you pick a kid? You know, you want to take them all home. You want to, you want to sponsor them all. So we're fl flipping through the name. This is one Tuesday night at my group, and I come across the name Happy Gemma. And I'm going, how do you not sponsor a kid named Happy? So here's a picture of Happy uh, that had her bio. Uh, the only thing she asked, asked for was a goat. Like, you know, very simple of, of what these, these people want. So this is her uh, when she was in Pascagoula, I'm oh, sorry, in Packwatch, which is a neighboring uh, village where Jeffrey had a makeshift school, if you will. It was literally makeshift. But when we sponsored, started sponsoring Happy, so... What happened with us sponsoring her is she left her family uh, in Packwatch and she came to Acres of Hope. Now at Acres of Hope, by us sponsoring her, she got uh, free room and board, obviously, um, school uniform, updates on any of her shots, uh, and fed. I mean, it was, it, it's, it's remarkable what a little bit of money can do to help these kids. Uh, 
Next slide. This is happy now. So this is probably two years after that first picture. And Jeffrey says that she always has a smile on her face. She's always so super, super, super happy, which is awesome. So um, I love that, that we got to sponsor her and are continuing to sponsor her. She's 14 years old now. So this would have been a couple years ago. Now she's about a foot taller than me. She's a big, tall girl. Uh, the next year I went back, we're in uh, Packwatch, another picture of her, and um, the schoolmaster there, who's kin to Jeffrey, I think it's Jeffrey's brother-in-law, he knew that we were sponsoring Happy, so he asked, he said, um, would you like to meet her family? And I said, yes, absolutely. So he and I go off on this, this journey through the bush, literally. We turn the corner and we walk on this little narrow path about a mile, mile and a half, and we come up to these mud huts that are here. And he says, uh, in their native language, he yells out um, something. And out, <laughs> and out walks this big, beautiful, over six foot tall African mom with her daughter and her two little boys. And they exchange pleasantries for a few minutes. And um, apparently he says something about me because she falls to her knees and starts boohoo crying. And um, I walk over to her, and she looks up at me. Well, actually, she didn't look up at me. We were probably about the same height at that time <laughs> when, she, when she was on her knees. But she, uh, she looks into my eyes, and I look into her eyes, and in perfect English, she says, thank you, thank you, thank you. Totally blew me away. So I pick her up and hold her in a big bear hug and say, no, thank you. I said, you have a beautiful family here, and I'm glad that we can help sponsor Happy. Um, you know, it, it, it means a lot to me, and I'm glad that, that, that it means a lot to you. So we talked for a few more minutes. Well, actually, she, of course, she didn't understand me, but he translated for me to her. Uh, I took a couple selfies with him, and then we went back on our way back to Pack Watch, and then back, obviously, to the hotel. So that was my experience with Africa. And once again, if you've never been on any mission trip, you don't have to go to Africa. We go to Wilmington, we do local trips, uh, the one in Puerto Rico in a couple months. Um, so anyway, try to go on a mission trip. It will really keep you in line with everything um, and, and make you feel closer to God. It really does with me. Tomorrow, we're leaving for Uganda, which I'm super excited about. And um, two things that I'm, that I'm really excited about is one is uh, getting to see Africa through Ava's eyes. This will be her first trip. And I remember going a couple years ago and getting to see it through Leanne's eyes for the first time, which was really cool. Uh, the other thing that I'm excited about for Ava uh, is for her to get to meet her African big little sister and, uh, and, and share some time with her. That'll be really cool. There's a song that uh, the band's going to come up here uh, now, and there's a song that I want them to play that I've asked Gary and the band to learn, which I'm super impressed that they did, uh, in a very short period of time, that it's by Brothers Osborne. They're a newer country group, but they sound like old country. And um, it's a really, really cool song. So uh, Gary and the band learned it very quickly, like I said, and I'm very proud of that. And I asked the tech group to put the words up so you can hear the words or read the words as you hear the words. Uh, so take a listen.
friend you swore you never talked to again because you miss her. Call up your mom on the telephone, talk a whole lot of nothing till the cows come home. Listen. Cross every tea dive, mostly eyes, cause years grow wings and fly on by. Time slips through your fingers just like sand. Cause everything you thought would last forever, never lasts forever like you planned. Don't let your night become another, so take life by the hands while you still can. Get your daddy tell that same old joke, laugh between the jack and coke, and hope one day you'll be half as funny. Count your blessings and your stars It's in the air and who you are It's about the love you give It sure as hell ain't about the money Cause everything you thought Wouldn't last forever Never lasts forever like you planned Don't let your night become another So take life by the hand while you still can just imagine Anything can happen if you live every moment like the last Cause everything you thought would last forever Never lasts forever like you planned Don't let Make amends with that old friend cause you miss them. Call your mama on the phone. Take life by the hands while you still can. Let us pray. Dear Lord, help us to stay on the path that leads to you. If we veer off, help us get back in line. Help us to be kind to others and not take ourselves so serious. Be with the team as we travel to Nebby tomorrow and get us back to our loved ones safely. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. One last God nudge. I know everybody's familiar with the 77 parking lot. Um, coming or going in either direction, it doesn't matter. At any given time, it's a parking lot. So I'm traveling from Huntersville to Davidson to try to get to an appointment, and it's a standstill. So I pull off of Cornelius and I'm cutting through to go to Davidson and my mind's racing a million miles an hour and I'm thinking about this message. I'm thinking about getting up in front of you people, which totally freaks me out. I know I can put a pink tutu on, doesn't bother me out there, but up here it's a whole different ballgame. Uh, anyway, um, I'm thinking about the message. I've got it in my head, but I don't quite have it all together. Um, I'm thinking about Ava's graduation. I'm thinking about us going to Africa. And... Um, 
trying to get to my appointment on time and looking for a God sign. Here's your God sign. I look off to my left, right across from the elementary school, and there's this sign. It says, stay strong, start strong, stay strong, finish strong. I don't feel necessarily that I started strong in my faith journey. I feel right now I'm being strong, but I know that I will finish strong while I still can. Go in peace.